Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, convention attendees. My name is Guy, one of the new natural voices that will ship in Windows later this year. Jenny, Aria, and I would like to sincerely thank all of you for listening to us bring to you the paper during the convention this year. Stay tuned as Jeff Bishop, Stuart Bottom, and others present to you all of the exciting activities they have been involved with this year. They will take a look back and a sneak peek into the future for some exciting investments we are making for each and every one of you. Without further ado, let me welcome Jeff Bishop to the microphone who will take it from here. Take it away, Jeff. Well, good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, depending upon where you are around the world. My name is Jeff Bishop, a program manager on the Windows Accessibility team here at Microsoft, and we're here to talk with you all about all the great activities we've been involved with here around Windows and at Microsoft. So without further ado, let's welcome my team members that are here today, and then we'll get into uh, an outline of what we're here to talk about, and then we'll get into the presentation. So let's start by uh, introducing Stuart. Stuart, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. My name is Stuart Bottom. I am a product manager on the Empower team uh, in Windows, and uh, I, Jeff is my teammate. Great. Thank you, Stuart. And Alexis. Hi, I'm Alexis, and I'm also a product manager in Windows, and I'm excited to be here today. Great. And she'll be talking with us a little bit later about Focus, so stay tuned for that. And Valeria. Hello, everyone. I'm Valeria. I'm product manager in Windows Accessibility Team. Happy to be here. Thank you, Valeria. Now, uh, before we get started, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing today. And then I have some introductory thoughts to share. And then I'm going to hand things over to Valeria. First, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the commitment around accessibility at Microsoft. You know, as a, as a product maker myself, and as a user of this technology, I was uh, born blind and uh, been using computers since, what, uh, the early 80s. So <laughs> been around the technology a really long time. You know, it, it's wonderful to see the commitment from everyone, from my fellow program managers on our team to other program managers across the company, our engineers, our, our leaders, and our senior leadership team truly live and breathe accessibility. Now you, you, you're, saying, you're saying, well, you know, Jeff is just saying that because he gets, gets paid. Uh, no, I, I am not just saying that. I, I, uh, it delights me every morning to be able to know that when I get up in the morning, that the entire company in some way, shape or form is focused on innovating and making the world better in the area of accessibility. And we're going to talk a lot about those things that we've been working on uh, over the last uh, year or so. So uh, very, very exciting. To kick us off, we're going to start things off with Valeria, who is going to share with us a little bit about the accessibility program. Then Stuart is going to take a look back about things that we did in our, our initial release of Windows 11. And then he's going to talk to us a little bit about a couple of features that are coming in the next Windows release. Then uh, Alexis is going to come and she's going to talk with uh, all of you about the new focus feature or new focus features that are in Windows 11 that, and that are coming. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk with you about Narrator. We're going to talk about 
all new natural voices, some areas of improvement in the area of edge and uh, those types of things. Then we're going to wrap things up, give you some resources and get to your questions that you may have that we can help uh, answer. So that's our uh, agenda for today. So without further ado, let's hand this over to Valeria, who's going to get us started. Valeria, take it away. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I'm going briefly to share how we ensure Windows 11 is for each of us. We have a set of processes that we call Windows Accessibility Program. Windows 11 is the most inclusively designed version of Windows, and we are committed on our journey to empower people of all abilities to achieve more with Windows 11. One key change we made while designing Windows 11 was to shift our engagement with customer feedback to an early point in the design process. We have traditionally started engaging with the disability community at the point where we have a feature user can try. And for Windows 11, we involved the community from day one. At the very first stages of feature development, we perform inclusive uh, design reviews with product teams for any UI change. Accessibility subject matter experts and people with different abilities are included in our design process. Expert feedback and shared lived experiences help driving toward more inclusive design of the Windows experiences. Beyond designing our features for accessibility, we conduct user research and test our products by people with disability. We also consulting with various advisory boards to set early feedback and connect engineering teams to make sure we are on the right track with our experiences designed inclusively. And very important component of the program is uh, we are driving through uh, feedback we have various resources, such as Windows Feedback Hub, Enterprise Disability Answer Desk, and the Disability Answer Desk. Later in the session, Jeff will share how to submit your feedback through Feedback Hub. Your feedback is critical, and we thrive on it as a team and a company on our journey to empower every person on the planet to achieve more, to empower people with disability to cross the digital divide at school and work. And now I will pass to Stuart to give you an overview of accessibility features available for you today in Windows 11. Thank you so much, Valeria. Uh, as Valeria said, I'll walk you now through some examples that demonstrate how Windows 11 is the most inclusively designed version of Windows. As Valeria said, these features are available for you to try for yourself in Windows 11 builds today. The first example feature is new sound schemes that can be enjoyed by people who are blind and everyone. Windows 11 includes delightful new startup sounds and other new sounds, including different sounds that correspond to more accessible, redesigned light and dark themes. The second example feature is our new contrast themes. Um, for this feature, people with light sensitivity and people working for extended periods of time can enjoy beautiful new color themes, including new dark themes, and completely reimagined from the ground up um, we've reimagined our high contrast themes. Those are now called contrast themes. Those include aesthetically pleasing, customizable color combinations that make apps and content easier to see. The third example is our new closed caption themes. Deaf and people who are hard of hearing, uh, language learners, and people in noisy or in quiet environments can enjoy these redesigned closed caption themes 
which are not only easier to read, they are also easier to customize. Our fourth example is Windows voice typing, which uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence to recognize speech, transcribe, and automatically punctuate text. So people with severe arthritis, repetitive stress injuries, cerebral palsy, and other mobility-related disabilities, also people with learning differences, including severe spelling disabilities, language learners, and anyone who prefers to write with their voice can all enjoy voice typing. And finally, our modern accessibility platform delivered on Windows 11. This enables two things. First, more responsive experiences. And second, more agile development, including access to application data without requiring any changes to Windows. So with those five examples, new sound schemes, new contrast themes, new closed caption themes, Windows voice typing, and our modern accessibility platform, I hope it's clear how we've been working to deliver on our commitment to make Windows 11 the most inclusively designed version of Windows. And again, as a reminder, you can try those features out on Windows 11 today, and you'll hear us continue to beat this drum throughout this talk. Please do so. Please send that feedback. Help us on our journey. Uh, Jeff's going to speak more about that in just a little bit. But now I'm going to discuss a couple of features that are coming next for Windows 11, live captions and voice access. First, let's talk about live captions. Uh, this feature makes it easier for people to consume audio content. Live captions on Windows 11 can automatically transcribe spoken content from any audio source, including from applications like Microsoft Edge and even from microphones, which means that you can get captions for a live and in-person conversation. Also, live captions on Windows 11 run along the top of the screen, right under the camera on most systems, which makes it easier to follow the captions while continuing to appear engaged in remote meetings. You can also move those captions to the bottom of your screen or into a floating window, whatever you prefer. And importantly, these live captions on Windows 11 use state-of-the-art speech recognition while staying completely local to your device. So that means once you get them set up, they are always available on your device without an internet connection, completely independent of the internet. So they're instantly responsive and they can be trusted to respect your privacy. Now let's talk about voice access. This feature makes it possible for everyone to control their PC with their voice. Many disabilities uh, and, and many circumstances can make it difficult to use a keyboard and a mouse. So we envisioned a new voice access experience for people with mobility disabilities, including people with mild to severe arthritis, cerebral palsy, and any other condition that makes it difficult to use a keyboard and a mouse. Voice access makes it possible for them and everyone to control uh, and uh, command and control uh, their PC and to author content in any application using their voice. So for example, voice access supports tasks like opening and switching between apps, browsing the web, and reading and authoring mail. Both of those features, live captions and voice access, are available to try in Windows Insiders today. So again, if you're not a part of the Windows Insider program, join that program, try those features out, and send us feedback. 
So now we'll transition into a deep dive on two other features that we're bringing to the next version of Windows, focus and some improvements to narrator. So with that, I will turn it over to Alexis, who will start us off with a demo of focus. Alexis, take it away. Thanks, Stuart. Um, really exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm Alexis, um, and I'm here today to share, as you've heard, the new experience um, focus and do not disturb. And so this was designed to help you focus and be more productive on your PC. We heard a ton of feedback from our customers um, that staying focused and being productive is really challenging. And those challenges have only been amplified in this hybrid working environment. I know we can all relate to that overwhelming feeling of notifications flooding in uh, when you're just trying to focus and then all of a sudden your mind is pulled to a hundred million other things uh, when you're just trying to finish a few emails. And so focus and do not disturb were inclusively designed to help information workers and specifically people who are neurodiverse, but is again for all of our customers on Windows who are looking to increase their productivity. So Windows made it easier to reduce distractions from notifications with Do Not Disturb. In the Notification Center, there is now a quick access button to turn on and off Do Not Disturb. When you turn on Do Not Disturb, your notifications will be sent silent, silently to the Notification Center, and you can view them there at any point. But you, you will not be um, bothered by any pop-up or notification being read to you. And now you can easily turn that on and off right in the notification center. You can also customize your notification settings in Windows settings under notifications. And here you are able to um, specify breakthrough notifications. So if you really want a specific coworker, or family member to be able to reach you when Do Not Disturb is on, you can do that in settings, customize that. And even when you have Do Not Disturb on, they will be able to, to reach you. When you need additional support, Focus will help you be more productive by further reducing distractions, playing calming music, and having Focus for a designated amount of time to keep you on track. You can start a Focus session uh, similarly in the Notification Center, where you can, um, you'll be able to navigate to a plus or minus button to set the Focus duration, and then hit Start there. Um, you could also, um, what's coming soon, is being able to schedule this focus time um, on your calendar. And so if you know on a specific day that you need an hour set aside with zero notifications, um, you can put that on your calendar. And when that time starts, your focus session in Windows will automatically begin. And what will happen when your focus session begins is that do not disturb will automatically turn on. So during this focus time you set aside, you will not receive notifications. Um, your taskbar will also be calmed down. And if you select uh, the setting, you could have focus music start automatically as well. Again, this is all here to help you remain on track. And you'll hear a notification when focus time is over to break you out of focus and when it's time to move on to your next task. When creating focus, we knew the importance of personalization. And so you're able to customize your focus time, the different settings. And to do this, it's under system settings under focus. We hope this helps support everyone make their focus time uniquely theirs. Now I'm going to hand it over to Jeff to tell you some exciting stuff about narrator natural voices. 
All right. Great. Thank you very, very much, Alexis. That was great. Now we're going to turn our attention to Narrator, and we're going to talk about some things that we've improved in uh, Edge. We're going to talk about natural voices and a little bit more about uh, Narrator as well. So the features we're going to be talking about now are features that are going to be shipping in the next Windows release. Uh, We're on a journey with each and every one of you, and your feedback is absolutely critical. You really help us drive the innovation that happens around Narrator. And, you know, we, in fact, we just got out of triage just about, uh, what, about an hour ago, uh, looking at all of your feedback. And we do this uh, multiple times a week, and it really, really is impactful to, to our work. So please do keep that feedback coming. We'll talk a little bit later about the Windows Insider program, who that's intended for, how to get involved, and, and more. So we'll we'll talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. All right. Now, uh, many of you may have noticed throughout the convention this week uh, the, a reading of the uh, daily newspaper. The convention has a newspaper. It's distributed in Braille at the convention, and, and we uh, play it on ACB Media as well. And... Uh, this year, as well as last year, we we have been using um, Microsoft's natural voices to do that. Now, last year, these are these were voices that uh, would appear in the Edge browser, and you could you could get Edge to read the page to you using any number of natural voices. Well, very very exciting. We brought the natural voices to Windows. This means that you can actually obtain them, download them for offline use. They work on device, and so they're available offline, and they protect your privacy. So uh, you get that really great sound, and we'll demonstrate them here in just a minute and exactly how that works in reference uh, to uh, obtaining them. There are three voices, and you, you, uh, if you were listening this week, you heard all three of them. Uh, Jenny, Guy, and Aria are the names of the three voices. Uh, Jenny and Aria are two female voices, and Guy who we heard at the beginning of our presentation today is a male voice. And you say, well, how do I obtain these voices? Well, it's very simple. You simply uh, turn narrator on. So if you uh, upgrade to the next Windows release later this year, then you'll have the opportunity to get these. You'll turn narrator on by pressing control windows enter. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. So I'm going to press control windows enter. And you'll hear narrator speak. Starting narrator. Narrator dialogue. Skip for now. There we go. Button. Alt plus S. New natural voices are available. Narrator now offers more natural sounding voices that you can install now or get from narrator settings later. All right. So we introduced you to the new natural voices. For some of you, you may have recalled seeing the the keyboard dialogue that would come up when narrator would start and Uh, We're now replacing that with this dialogue that talks about our natural voices. There's a skip button here. So if you don't want to get to them now, then you can uh, go ahead and bypass that. But you can also then tab here. Don't show this again. Check box unchecked. Alt plus D. Don't show this again. And you can check that. Install now button. Alt plus I. And there's an install now button. So I will execute this by pressing the space bar on this. And it's going to take us into Windows settings into Windows Narrator settings. You can do that also by pressing Control Windows N as in Narrator. Space. And here we go. Settings window. Add natural voices. Add button. 
So add natural voices and there's an add button here. So this is a new dialogue that will come up. We'll press the space bar on this add button and you'll get a list of the three voices that are available. So if I'll press the space bar here. Select a natural voice to install window, Microsoft Aria, natural, English, United States, female, 12.33 megabytes. As you can see, they're rather small too. So 12.33 megabytes for Aria. If I down arrow. Microsoft guy, natural, English, United States, male, 11.62 megabytes, two of three. There's the guy voice that you heard earlier. And here is Jenny, probably the most familiar to all of you. Microsoft Jenny, natural, English, United States, female, 12.38 megabytes. Now, you can do a couple of things in this dialogue. You can press the tab key. Preview button. If you press the preview button, you'll hear that come out of your default sound card. And you can preview the voice for each one of the voices that are here. You can then tab. Install button. And then you'll uh, get to the install button. So I'll press the space bar on the install button. Space. Progress status. And it's 0%. Now installing, installing natural voice. Window. Cancel button. Progress status. 100%. Settings window. And natural voices. And now. Speed, speed, speed decrease to 85%. That's rather speed, fast. Speed, speed decrease to 60%. There we go. There is Jenny at 60% and you can hear her. Add legacy voices, more button. And that's the Jenny voice. And it automatically switches to that voice. Now you can add natural voices. Go back to the uh, add button for add natural voices and get another voice. Once you've obtained all three voices, it will alert you and tell you that you have gotten all voices. Now we've added a couple of new hotkeys that you should be familiar with. We wanted to allow you to very quickly and efficiently switch between the different voices that are installed with Narrator. So if I turn on Input Learning with Narrator, which is the uh, caps lock key or the insert key and the letter one. Input Learning on. Then that's Input Learning. And if I press Narrator Alt. Caps lock, Narrator key. Alt key and then the minus key. Alt hyphen, switch to previous voice. That's Control. That switch to previous voice. And if I do narrator alt plus or the equal sign next to the backspace key. Caps equal sign. Switch to next voice. Switch to next voice. So let's try that here. Insert. I'm going to turn off input learning with narrator one. And I'm going to move to our next voice. David. There's the David voice. Zira. Zira. Mark. Mark. Jenny. And now we're back to the Jenny voice. All right, so those are our new natural voices. These are voices that you will really probably like to use when when reading and and really enjoying long passages of text. We found that lots of people like just using them in general as well. Uh, We're really eager for your feedback. So this is an opportunity for you to use the Feedback Hub and provide that level of feedback to us. That can be done with the narrator key plus alt plus F for feedback or Windows plus F will take you directly into the feedback. New notification from Outlook. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the other features coming for for Narrator that are available with uh, Edge. So we took a look at a lot of the features that people were wanting us to work on in reference to Edge. And we, one of our top pieces of feedback was transitioning in and out of scan mode was not fast enough. So we really worked hard on improving that. So whether you're moving into an edit field or you're moving to the address bar, then things will, you know, should, should uh, work rather quickly um, for you. Some of you have encountered dialogues on the web. 
these are dialogue pop-up dialogues that will appear that were where the web developer is wanting you to stay inside this dialogue. Oftentimes, it's information they want you to enter or interact with. Now, Narrator will keep you inside that dialogue until you have dismissed it. Uh, this is something that uh, we, we've been working on as well. We've made a number of improvements in the area of ARIA. Uh, that you'll notice this for things like required fields. You'll notice this for looking at tables and knowing whether or not you can sort in ascending or descending order and columns on tables, the way that lists are announced, those types of things. So that's something that we've been able to do. The required fields you'll notice on radio buttons and edit fields and other HTML elements where that RA required attribute is actually used. One of the other pieces of feedback we got was around editing scenarios, specifically deleting text and cutting text. So if you cut things, we'll let you know that things have been cut to the clipboard. We'll let you know that when you delete using the delete key, you'll hear the next character to the to the right of the character. So for example, if, if I'm on the H of hello and I hit the delete key, you'll hear the letter E. And, and then we've just improved narrator performance all up, just really tried to make things faster, more efficient, and more reliable. And And there are other improvements here as well. We encourage you to take a look at the uh, narrator what's new screen that's available in narrator home and that will come up if unless you have turned it off um, that will come up when narrator starts you can get to the narrator quick start and narrator what's new as well now let's talk a, a little bit about something that we we have one more thing to talk about and that is concerning braille but before i talk about that i, I want to preface this by saying this is not uh, you know, something that uh, where we're wanting to get information from all of you about a feature. So it's, it's in our dev channel branches. This means that it's a feature that we're wanting feedback from customers on. And, uh, and it's, it's part of the journey that we're on to improve narrator. And this is an area where we've gotten lots of feedback from all of you here at ACB, as well as other community members. And this concerns narrator Braille. So we know, for example, that, that screen reader users often want to be able to use multiple screen readers, uh, whether you, they're using Narrator, uh, NVDA, or JAWS. And when using Braille, it has been a little bit difficult to be able to use their Braille display across these screen reader uh, you know, pieces of software as well as their Braille display. So we have made some technology changes, and these are now available in the Insider program. And if you uh, join the Insider program, then you can test these features. So if you have Braille already installed, I don't want to get into all the specifics here, but if you, but really quickly, if you have Narrator installed already in, in Windows, you'll, you'll need to remove Braille and then reinstall it. And then if you are on the latest version of JAWS for Windows in the JAWS 2022 release, like for example, the April uh, or June releases, I think there was a May release too, but I don't recall for sure. Then you will uh, have the updated driver that's available, uh, and you will automatically be able to switch seamlessly between Narrator and JAWS with your Braille display. Now, I encourage you to refer to the Narrator user guide for the list of current, the you know the, the list of Braille displays that we support, and you can find that 
at aka.ms slash narrator guide, N-A-R-R-A-T-O-R-G-U-I-D-E. Let's talk a little bit now about some resources, some additional things that uh, we want to point out to you. That your best area of, of getting feedback to us is through the feedback hub. And if you need help with things outside of that, then the Disability Answer Desk is your friend. Uh, The best way to reach them is really through the Be My Eyes app. So if you have Be My Eyes on your iPhone, then you can use that app and get direct access to Microsoft resources and be able to talk to them really hands-free and be able to have them help you um, with your specific uh, problem that you may be experiencing. You can call them at uh, 1-800-936-5900, 1-800-936-5900. And then uh, you can also find the Disability Answer Desk at aka.ms slash dad. That's aka.ms slash dad, as in Disability Answer Desk. For you enterprise customers, those are that are in education or government, then you can reach the Enterprise Disability Answer Desk at aka.ms slash edad. That's aka.ms slash edad. For all things related to accessibility at Microsoft, you can find more at microsoft.com slash accessibility. And don't forget that the Feedback Hub is your friend. It's really the best way of of getting information shared with all of us uh, in reference to, uh, you know, any issues that you may be encountering. We get get some uh, information that is pertinent to your issue as well. So that's really the best way of, of getting that information to us. All right. Well, without further ado, I think it's time to open it up for questions and we have plenty of time for them uh, today, which is great because I know that uh, we tend to get lots of them. We have three participants. Let me hand it over to our host and she can guide us through the, to, uh, with all the hands. David Goldfield. Hi, David. Jeff, hi. Um, How are you? Two, I'm doing well. Thanks. Good. Um, so I have two quick questions. I'm going to ask them quickly, and you can answer them however you like. Um, okay. The first is, uh, will there be a time when we can use the natural voices with third-party screen readers like JAWS and NVDA? And the second question is, with the features that you discussed in Edge, Will they also be uh, working for us in other Chromium-based browsers such as Chrome and Edge? Those are my questions. Yeah, the, the natural voices today work with Narrator. And we've, we've heard lots of feedback in this space. Uh, right now, the voices are limited to, limited to Narrator. Let me get some clarification f- from you on the other Chromium browsers. Are you talking about the natural voices being used in those browsers? Is that what you're referring no, to? No, um, the features that you uh, discussed, oh, as, yeah, as far as the, the tables and the uh, ARIA, since many of those Chromium browsers work very similarly, um, many of us do use uh, Chrome. I have nothing against Right, Edge, Brave the and those types yeah, of things. Yeah, Brave right? and, and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Since many features on one browser, as far as accessibility, often transfer to the other, is that the case with Narrator as well? Or do you anticipate that some of these features might be unique to Edge? Yeah, uh, it will depend on the feature, but most of these are going to be specific to, um, because we work really, really closely with the Edge team to be able to make sure that we expose the information 
this way, but they also contribute back. So this is, I, I would need to get back to you definitively on this, exactly which ones, but uh, that's a great question. So uh, we'll see what we can do about getting, getting more feedback to you on that specifically, David. Thanks for your responses. Yeah. Thank you, David. Lino, please unmute. You're the second person who gets a cookie today. Thank you for saying my name right. I appreciate that. <laughs> Jeff, how you doing, sir? Hey, listen, I was hoping by now, and I'm going to quote Mike Calvo. We all know who he is. He predicted several years ago we would not need, sir, uh, at Microsoft, y'all of you, NVDA, JAWS. When is that day going to come for us when I can sit there and say, hey, I, I don't want to buy an SMA. I don't want a home annual license. Maybe I don't want to use NVDA. I want to use Microsoft Narrator on not only your ecosystem, but uh, third-party apps, i.e. Mozilla Thunderbird, Firefox, you name Mm -hmm. it, anything that lives on Windows. When are we going to get there? And uh, Second of all, um, I'm assuming I already know the answer to this, but are these natural voices going to come to Windows 10, even though we're we're almost at the end of life with 10 anyway? Thanks for all what you do. And uh, uh, one other quickie. I'm having problems with the authenticator app on iOS, t- double tapping on the number that it wants you to give. I used the pass- pad- passwordless uh, option. And oh, okay. I don't, when I double tap, it does do nothing. So I need some guidance, some help. What if you guys can get at me off? off sure. Uh, I, I, I'm going to refer you. I'm going to take that last one first. I'm going to refer you to Disability Answer Desk on that one. That's probably going to be your best answer for that. Um, they, they can you know directly help you with that. Uh, I, I actually have that set up on my phone as well, uh, on my outlook.com accounts, for example, uh, you can turn that on and, and not have to use passwords. It just sends a, a number, as you said. And, uh, so, um, I would reach out to them. Um, as for natural voices on, um, windows 10, um, yeah, these are, these are, uh, features that are coming in windows 11, uh, you know, for in the in the upcoming release. So, uh, and then as far as your your question about narrator and and um, being able to use it as your full time screen reader, you know, I I think this is this comes back to what we've talked about earlier a little bit about that journey that we're on all together, of 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 really wanting to know you know what your priorities are, the feedback that that you want to uh, uh, provide to all of us, and that really sincerely helps drive our work. And I. Um, and I know that I, I keep repeating myself, but it, it's so true. Um, so, and, and we're definitely on a journey together to, to, to really work hard on our screen reader. So um, keep that feedback coming, even if it's just a suggestion, submit it through the feedback hub. Um, we look at each and every one of these things and, and it truly, truly does make a difference. I, I can assure you of that. Okay. Who do we have next? Next, we have David Kingsbury. Please unmute and ask your question. Good evening. Hi, David. Hi, how are you all? Um, very interesting session. Um, terms of feedback, I cannot say enough good things about the, um, the Disability Answer Desk. I just think that is a, a, a wonderful resource. I've got to say, though, however, that my experience with the Feedback Hub has been frustrating. I admit also I haven't used it in about six months, but that's mainly because I found it frustrating. Mm-hmm. I've I found the user interface really, I think, more complicated than it needs to be. But even more important, when I think I've submitted some feedback, I'm not really sure that I have because you don't get, as far as I know, any confirmation either by email or 
a pop-up that you've actually successfully sent something. And maybe in the three or four times that I've, I have sent feedback, if indeed I've sent it, I think I've only gotten feedback back to me only once. So I, um, I just want, I, I would hope you would also take a look at the feedback hub itself, because I just don't think it is a very effective way for communicating feedback, or at least it has not been one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart or Valeria, did you want to take this one? Yeah, this is Stuart. Um, David, thank you so much for this. Um, I'll take an action item to follow up with the feedback hub team and, and uh, look into this. Really appreciate um, the input here. Okay, great. Thank you, David. Thank you. Who, who do we have next? Next, we have Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Um, I don't use the narrator voice, uh, narrator, but is it possible like to get the narrator voices and use them like on the iPhone for like another like reading app that I have for the voice room reader? Uh, they're specifically the vo- the new natural voices are specific to narrator only. Okay. Okay. Hey, Jeff, Michael Babcock here. Um, oh. I am curious if uh, the closed captions that were mentioned that we'll do live closed captioning are those accessible to narrator users, and can they participate in those or not yet? You know, captions are are an interesting thing, right? In that they're real time, the way that they're presented on screen. And so uh, it's an area that we need to, uh, you know, it, take a look at uh, t- to I- I- improve that experience for Braille. Uh, hey, Jeff, this is Stuart. If I could just augment that a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, this is, it's a very interesting design challenge, right? Um, as far as, um, you know, Braille integration, in particular, screen reader integration. Um, it's something that we, um, you know, know, I, I, I want the audience to know that this is, um, this is a design challenge that we've already discussed. We've spent hours upon hours discussing, like, how can we do this? Um, is it possible to do this in a way that's, that's really great and usable? Um, and it's part of the journey that we're on that Jeff talked about. So, um, you know, nothing to share right now. But it's something that we we are certainly pondering, and you know, and again, send that send that feedback. If you have ideas, um, send the feedback. Um, yeah, but uh, part of the journey. Yeah, yeah. This is this is an area that we would definitely love some feedback on on on, on ways you think you know uh, that we can improve that. That would be great. Any other hands in the room? Yes, I'm going to ask a question about Office as okay. it applies on Windows. We have a rather large chapter, and I took a poll once, and only two people in the room like the ribbons. Uh, we have many, 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 many times requested you have the option of converting the ribbons to a menu when you want to. And will that be on the Windows 11? The ribbons are much more difficult to use than menus. Most of our membership agrees with that. Question, will you improve that? Uh, Valeria or Stuart, did you want to take that? Uh, this is this is Stuart. I, c- I can take that. Um, I am so to, to be clear, we are on the Windows team. Um, I work with the we work we work with the Office team um, uh, fairly frequently. Um, I am not aware of any any plans they have either way on this. Um, but again, it's great feedback. I'm going to take a note 
and uh, and and we can follow up. Um, but but as Jeff said, I do encourage you to submit that feedback via the feedback hub. It will get routed to the office team, and uh, you know, getting getting that feedback in the front door there as well um, will certainly help. Thank you. Absolutely. I agree with the other person. That way is not a very effective way to get communication. Okay. Yeah. And this is, this is Stuart again. Um, I, 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 I know David with David's question and, and the feedback about, about the feedback hub, uh, very meta, um, but I appreciate it. Um, we have worked with the feedback hub. Our team has worked with the feedback hub team uh, in detail, actually. And it was oh, goodness, a couple of years ago now, I think um, where we did a deep dive with them um, to work on the accessibility of their app. And so um, I'd, I'd love to dive back in with them. And, and, and given, given this feedback I'm hearing today, it sounds like we, we have a ripe opportunity to do that. So, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Phone yep. number 317, ending in 317, please unmute. I've done that. I love narrator and magnifier. I go into narrator and add magnifier, use them together. I go into magnifier and add speech. There's not enough emphasis on that. It's a breakthrough product to be able to do both at once. For the feedback hub, while you're improving it, thank you for all your hard work. This means so much to have these two products. But how can we best direct feedback using the outstanding Microsoft help desk, for which, by the way, I thank you. And also the control F find key, having trouble with that on the web, but so grateful for narrator. Thanks. Um, you know, the, the Disability Answer Desk has direct access to uh, product teams across the company. And so really, it's, it's the best way to engage with us um, along with Feedback Hub because uh, we can get information directly to product teams and um, be able to uh, help you more, most ef- effectively that way. Okay. Uh, That's, uh, hey, Jeff, this is Stuart. Yeah. Um, just, just real quick to, to pile on there. That is one of the things that um, actually Valeria and I have been working on is having a tighter connection with the disability answer desk and the feedback that they are getting. You know, Feedback Hub is great because we get that raw data, as Jeff was mentioning, directly in what we call triage, where it shows up as data on, on our computers at Microsoft and, and we can just we can just go through that that feedback. Um, uh, in, in an easy to digest format, uh, given how we do software engineering at Microsoft. And we're working to improve our, um, our connection and, our, and the work that we do with the Disability Answer Desk. So either way is good, uh, but uh, I definitely encourage you to do both, especially you know, if, you're having, if you're having issues, um, give the Disability Answer Desk a call because they'll help you figure it out, right? Um, in, in many cases, I think we've found that it may be that there's a solution available and, and um, you know, Disability Answer Desk can help you find that. And then, and then in turn, they pass that feedback on to us. And, and we're constantly looking at how we can make our experiences more useful, uh, easier to use, and so forth. Back to you, Jeff. Okay. Thank you, Stuart. Who do we have next? Next, we have Nikki Keck. Hi, um, this is Nikki. Jeff, um, you know, I've heard of, I've known about you ever since you first started, you know, on ACB, and maybe this is a little more personal, not really, but I was really impressed to find out, you know, that you were working with the Microsoft Disability Team, and and I was just kind of curious what you exactly, what is your job um, description, what do you exactly do for the team? 
Yeah, great question. Uh, so I'm a program manager and I work on the Windows accessibility team. So I help uh, design features that we build into our screen reader narrator. And I work with you know other people across the company in design and and we we work on you know you know building specifications for features. And 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 in fact one of the one of the people that is here with us today is Manish, and we should uh, have him introduce himself here in just a minute. Um, who who is a, a a partner with me? He's he's a he's a PM on the team as well, and he and I worked very closely together on building the user experiences and the platform and technology that we that we're building into our screen reader, and uh, then we work with our engineering team. And we work with our user research team to be able to learn about how um, we're doing in reference to designs for features. And then we work on shipping those features to each and every one of you. So it's, it's truly an exciting uh, opportunity to be able to work with just amazing talent and, and you know, just an amazing, talented uh, group of people. And then it's amazing to be able to work with customers like yourselves to be able to take input from each and every one of you and learn from you and to to innovate based on your comments and suggestions. We have a, a narrator advisory board who who helps us and, and guides us in lots of areas. And we, we really work with them very closely as well as each and every one of you in the community as well. So it, it's just awesome. Manish, I, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Manish Agrawal. Uh, as Jeff said, I uh, appear uh, on his on Jeff's team, the Windows Accessibility team. Both Jeff and I work uh, closely with the narrator engineering team and uh, drive the features and um, uh, that we want to build build into narrator. I'm blind. I'm also a screen reader user. Um, and Jeff and I really understand um, what we really need to do with narrator to make it make it, uh, as somebody asked earlier, uh, the only screen reader the need. Yeah, and, and uh, Manish has been just a joy to work with, and uh, we, we have lots of fun together and banter back and forth, and just, it's just fun, fun, fun. And I think Carolina is here, too. I don't know if she's on mic or not, but when, wanted to, if she's in the, in the participants list, give her an opportunity to say hello. Um, she may be lurking on just the media site, but I, so I'm not sure. Yeah, so that's uh, so that's what we do. Okay, who's next? Jane Sop. Hi, Jane. Hi. I was wondering if um, can we get oh, yeah. access to the to the BIOS maybe of the of Windows and also um, does the narrator work with? Bluetooth uh, broad displays, and can we get more new voices for the foreign uh, languages, such as um, you know international <laughs> languages, please? Okay, so I think I'll take them in slightly different order. As far as um, Bluetooth and Braille, we do not support Bluetooth with Braille. Oh. Uh, as far as uh, other language. So are you referring to additional language support for natural voices? Is that what you're referring to? Uh, yes. 
Right. So the voices that we ship with that will ship with narrator in the next Windows release are just US English. And I should have called that out and I'm sorry, everyone. They are strictly just US English voices. And uh, this this is um, this is an area that we're that we're looking into. But right now we're we are um, we are shipping US English voices at this time. Okay. Uh, let's see. And then you're, you had one other question. Uh, yeah. Like, can we gain access to, well, I don't know, someday. Oh, the BIOS, the BIOS, the right? BIOS? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this is an area that that's really controlled by the hardware manufacturer of the device. And so we don't really have direct access to the BIOS to be able to make that fully accessible. I want to go back to languages, though, too. This is yet another area where we would love your feedback. So if you have specific languages that you're interested in, in wanting to have supported in Narrator, we would love to hear about that. So again, filing that through the feedback hub and getting that feedback to us is really important. So, you know, uh, again, we're, we're shipping with, with U.S. English voices, always eager to hear, you, you know, where you would like to see things. So. Please get that feedback to us. Okay, who's next? My name is Danielle, and I'm from Florida. And I have a, uh, well, I have a situation. <laughs> so currently I use Windows 10. And um, I have an older Adele computer. And there's a message, and it comes up, and it says that my computer is not compatible with uh, Windows 11. And so I was wondering if you had any advice for me, which, which I do <laughs> in order to get the upgrade? Uh, yeah, this is Stuart. I, I can take this question. You know, this is, this is something that we, we spent a lot, another, another topic that we spent a lot of time discussing, um, mm-hmm. w- you know, on the team and, and, be, and, and believe me, knowing that was going to be, a big impact to users, right? Um, in, increasing the system requirements for from uh, yeah. between Windows 10 and Windows 11. Yeah. You know, if you look at if you look at, in fact, I was looking at it today. The the Windows 10 system requirements are are like really old school. They Windows right. 10 will run on a ton of hardware, okay. really okay. old hardware, right? Uh-huh. And it was just it it boiled down to in order to deliver the user experience that we wanted, the next right. generation user experience that we wanted right. for Windows 11, right. you know, and, and, and there's, there's so much, uh, so much work that went into Windows 11 yeah. um, to make it the best uh, possible OS that we've delivered so far. Mm-hmm. It, we, we had to bring the hardware specs up a bit um, in order to deliver that experience that people were expecting. And so, you know, I think the, what I'd say here is, you know, you have some time, right, um, before Windows 10 end of life, and 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 you know, hopefully that's something that you can um, you can plan for um, as far as as far as an upgrade. Um, and I really I really hope that you'll be able to experience uh, Windows 11 because it really is it really is fantastic. I will also say, Danielle, um, okay. you know, talking about talking about secure boot. It is possible, and Jeff, I feel like this came up in a, in, in a previous uh, discussion we had, maybe. Um, it is possible that your computer may work with, okay. I, I, you know, I don't want to give you false hope, right? right. But sometimes um, you might have a computer where 
Um, there's like a, a trusted platform module, right? Which okay. is which is required by Windows 11, and it's it's a it's a hardware. It's basically a hardware security chip, is a way to think about it. Right. And sometimes that can be disabled uh, in one form or another, like turned off, basically. Uh-huh. Um, uh, on the uh, in the in the in the PC somewhere, right. and uh, you need to turn it on in order for the the PC to say, "Oh yes, now now I can work with Windows 11." Right. So that may be something to look into. Um, how, how old is the computer? It's eight years old. I just did it. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it won't have a TPM 2.0 chip in it. Okay. Yeah, it's probably yeah yeah. Uh, I think they started. I'm definitely not a hardware expert, but I believe they were like 2017, 18, 19 is when they started coming in. Well, thank you. Who do we have next? We have phone number 517 ending in 518. This is Mary Beth, and I just have two quick questions. Um, the, and one of them I'm pretty sure, but um, thanks for the disability uh, helpline. I've had good experiences with it. Does it also have an email address or just an 800 number? There's my first question. And my second question is, when is the official end of life date of Windows 10? Thank you. Uh, I don't have the date right in front of me, but I believe it's in, now well, we should check. Uh, oh, that's okay. Valeria, Valeria or Stuart, either one of you, just Sorry, I was one. muted. Uh, it's in 2025. Um, yeah. I believe it's in June 2025. I'll get the exact date here in just a second. Oh, okay. Thanks. And no, then it, 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 and then yeah, I have some time. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Disability Answer Desk does not have a phone number, but you can get to them on the web or you can get to them, get to them through Be My Eyes or through a phone number. Okay. It, no email address, right? No email address. Okay, great. Thank you so much. It is Valeria Quick Update uh, based on the website. The end of life for Windows 10 is October 14th, 2025. Thank you. Cool. Thank you, Valeria. Okay, who do we have next? Next, we have Kelsey. Kelsey, please unmute and ask your question. My question is, is there any plan to give users the ability to if you're on a website, for example, and you need to sign a form that requires you to draw your signature with a mouse or your finger, is there going to be any kind of accessibility feature that will allow users to do that? Oh, very interesting. Uh, I am not aware of anything, but you know, Microsoft's pretty big. (laughs) So I think the best thing to do there is again, use the disability answer desk or feedback and submit that feedback to us. And um, do we definitely take a look at those types of things? Okay, because I had that yep. happen to me recently, and I couldn't. I, no, no matter what I did, I could not get it to. Sure, it's no, it's not. It's, yeah, it's no. not something that our team has worked on. Okay. Okay. All right. Next, we have Fran. No, this is Lyle, her husband. Um, Want to find out? Is there a definite list of the differences between running Windows 10 and Windows 11? Uh, we run uh, Google Chrome, and we have Windows 10 Windows 10's machines. We want to make sure, and I want to make sure before I change these computers, that there is an actual good list of what I need to be looking for to make sure that I can show my wife what how to make the, this computer work the way she wants it to work. Uh, I don't know of I don't know of a definitive list like that myself. Do, do you, Stuart? I know of some external resources from the community, but I don't know of anything. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know of a list. I could tell you if if such a list exists, it would be very very long. Um, uh, 
Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a you know, big, big delta from Windows 10 to Windows 11. You know, I, I will say um, if, uh, if you're familiar with Dan Clark, uh, who used to be a, tra- a trainer at uh, VFO or Freedom Scientific, he's now independent. He retired. But he has been contributing to the community a number of videos that go- went over um, the major changes in Windows 11, things like the taskbar and the start menu and settings and, and uh bunch of different areas like that and uh, that might be something you might want to search for and um, find uh, they're very 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 good they're not diff- they're not produced by us so I will I will state that uh, for sure but I can speak you know, he's very very good at what he does so that's a that's an option for you to take a look at but I'm not aware of a a list you know like that 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 would be uh, something I could just point you to. Okay. No, I'm just trying to make sure that I, when I do something, I like to have the background information for it. Thank yeah, you, you bet. No, 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 no. Um, I have a question. I am Fran. And I Hi, Fran. Question. Yeah. Um, I'm liking the idea of being able to talk to the computer and have it you know, dictate what I wanted to say. Sure. Did I do that in an email as well as other places? Yes, you can. This is Stuart. Um, uh, Windows uh, Windows 11 voice typing works in any any input field. Oh, hallelujah! I've I've, I've got a finger that's numb and I can't feel any any button that 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 that, that finger has to use, and I often end up typing the wrong thing. And then I got to go back and backspace it, and so yeah, that oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Fran. Um, I was just wondering if um, feedback is um, considered or given different priority if it's for a third-party um, software because I've reported that it's uh, difficult to get to the um, address bar in Chrome with any of the keyboard shortcuts. I reported it a year ago, and it's still the same way with Narrator. Yeah. Uh, n- n- so you're specifically talking about the Chrome browser and not Edge, right? Is that what you're referring to? Yes, I use both, but I just uh-huh. noticed that because we do a lot of stuff with at work with Google Docs and the work suite and suite. Yeah. And so well, I use Chrome. Right. That. Well, at Microsoft, we can we can um, work on products that we that we have access to in reference to code. Uh, you know, and the product teams that work on those those uh, features. So. I know that other companies have ways of reaching, you know, their accessibility teams, and I would encourage, you know, you to reach out to them. Hey, Jeff, it's Michael again here. I just wanted to uh, go back to the Be My Eyes uh, connection. Yeah, uh, we, we've had quite a bit of people, uh, those who know I, I work and sell the blind shell phone, which also has uh, Be My Eyes on Classic 2. Uh, the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk is available through that instance of Be My Eyes. So if you are a user of that device and you're interested in participating, just be aware that you have that functionality and uh, they're very willing to help you. So just wanted to reiterate that to people. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Michael. And, you know, I, I've even used Be My Eyes uh, when I've had to get help with something uh, and get a hold of the, the Disability Answer Desk myself when I was at home. So um, it's a great, great service and it's fast. Boy, you get connected very, very quickly to to Microsoft people that way. So uh, I would, if if you have access to that tool, then then that's the way to do it. And 
you know, when I, when I speak to the disability answer desk team, uh, it's, they, they keep reminding me, tell everybody about be my eyes. That's the way to go. And I thought, okay. Lino, please unmute and ask your question. I'm going to make it very, very quick. Number one, Spanish. That's my first language for the enhanced voices for narrator. Number two, edge rocks on iOS. Sorry, Apple. And finally, number three, we haven't talked about her. Might as well call her. Her is uh, Cortana dead in windows 11. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the edge comment. That's, that's awesome. I'll, I'll pass that along to the edge team. That's really cool. Thank you for the, uh, shout out on Spanish for voices. That's cool. We'll make sure we note that. Uh, and then Cortana, it's, we, we don't work on this one. I don't know, Stuart, if you have any comments on this one. I have not spoken with the Cortana team in quite a while. I haven't either. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know what the latest is there. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Good question though. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else? Yes. Eva B. Hello. Um, I was just wondering how we handle something where a website that I used to use, I use um, a motto book for my job and it was working fine. And then now it stopped working because I used to be able to just tab through, choose the guest, the party size, and then just go uh, first name, last name, you know, book the regular resume and just zoom through it really fast. And now it started to kind of hiccup on me. So I don't know who I bring that, whose attention I bring that to or how that works. Sure. Um, Again, I would point you to the disability answer desk. They're going to be the people to help you. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Anyone else? Uh, Chris Schumacher, please unmute. Hello, Christian. Hi there. I have on my computer, I have the notice that says uh, I can handle Windows 11. Okay. What does that upgrade process look like? Is it something where for me to do it, should I do it on the phone with the Disability Answer Desk or can I do it myself? And and what would that look like? Yeah, you know, uh, if it's offering it to you, uh, that means that it's already done uh, more than likely the the checks to ensure that you're compatible. Um, it, you just need to you just need to walk through the. It will ask you probably at some point to restart your. You, you have to accept it first. I think it's a. Uh, it's going to re- ask you to accept that you want it, right? Um, then, then you're going to need to restart your system. Then it will reboot a couple of times. You can turn narrator on if you wish during the actual upgrade process, and it will at least speak, uh, you know, to you during that process. So you could do that with Control Windows Enter, but no, you should be able to do that independently. That's uh, that that should be fine. Oh, great! Okay. Uh, if you if you if you have access to Be My Eyes uh, or okay, then I would I would definitely have that available to you. Uh, never hurts to have that available. Make sure to do a backup first, though. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would always, always, always encourage you to do a backup. That just goes without saying. I wanted to mention the uh, the Windows Insider program. We we meant to talk about that a little bit earlier. Uh, the Windows Insider program is meant for um, people who have a, a, another device that they can use to be able to test test versions of Windows. We would not recommend that you do this on your primary device. You can learn more about enrolling in the Insider program through the Windows Update settings within um, Windows settings. You can get there from, well, you can get there by pressing the Windows logo key plus the letter I, and then moving down to Windows Update, and then there is a Windows Insider settings uh, button there that will expand, and you can learn more about and enroll your device. But again, I would strongly recommend that if you're not you know, if you're doing this on your primary device, then I would I would encourage you not to do that. 
This is intended for people who have a, a spare machine that they're willing to test test versions of Windows on. So, you know, not not something I would recommend for your day to day use. I want to I, I want to thank uh, Alexis, who I think has dropped off. I want to thank her uh, very much for coming and helping us present today. Uh, Stuart, Valeria, Manish, um, thank you, you know, very, very much for, for all of your help. Uh, this has been, been fantastic. Again, if you guys have feedback that you want to get to Microsoft, definitely use the Feedback Hub, Windows F as in Feedback Hub, or, or if Narrator is enabled, use Narrator Alt F to be able to invoke the Feedback Hub. Use the Disability Answer Desk either by uh, using Be My Eyes or by calling 1-800-936-5900. You can get to the Disability Answer Desk on the web by going to aka.ms slash dad. The Enterprise Disability Answer Desk can be done the same way with aka.ms slash edad. Just add an E in front of it, E-D-A-D. And again, to learn more about all things accessibility across Microsoft, uh, join us at microsoft.com slash accessibility. Thank you, Rick, for streaming today. And um, thank you for, to our host. And thank you, everyone, for coming and participating today. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone.